The Stone and Tile Show is proud to be sponsored by the National Tile Contractors Association. The NTCA is a leading trade association in the tile and stone industry dedicated to professional installation of ceramic tile and natural stone. With more than 1,500 members representing thousands of installers, NTCA works hard to be a strong voice for proper installation and qualified labor. The association invests in a professional staff to provide technical support and assistance and offers free educational seminars and regional training opportunities around the country. To learn more about what the NTCA can offer for you or your business, go to the website www.tile-assn.com. That's www.tile-assn.com. Good evening, folks, and welcome to another Wednesday night. I am your host, Fred Houston. And, uh, you know, I've been getting some calls lately about graffiti, uh, not only about removing the graffiti, but also, you know, how to determine what to use to remove the graffiti. And probably more importantly than, well, that, that's obviously very important, but, you know, how do we prevent graffiti? What's, is there something we can do to our building to prevent the graffiti or at least make the graffiti a lot easier to remove? So I've been giving these calls, and what I decided to do, other than to talk about it today on the show, is to actually write an article. I, I wrote a blog that I just posted today on my blog, uh, so I'll, I'll give you that address here. That's stoneforensics.blogspot.com. That's stoneforensics.blogspot.com. That's where I put a, a lot of my articles, so uh, you might want to take a hop over there if you miss something here on the show. Uh, also, before I get into this, if there's a comment you have or a concern you have uh, concerning graffiti, uh, the telephone call-in number is 323 323- Eight seven zero three nine six eight. That's live. If you're listening now, obviously, if you're listening on the podcast, uh, that number is not going to do you any good. That number is only good during the live show here on Wednesday evenings from six uh, to I finish up, uh, and uh, on the East Coast at at three p.m. So again, the number is three two three eight seven zero three nine six eight my email address if you care to send an email is f houston that's f-h-u-e-s-t-o-n at gmail.com all right let's get into graffiti removal but before i actually talk about the procedures to to remove the graffiti or i should say an attempt to remove the graffiti there's a there's a couple of things you you I want to give you cautions of, and that is things not to do. The number one mistake I see with graffiti, uh, not necessarily with some of your professional you know, restoration contractors out there, but, you know, janitorial companies, building managers, uh, building staff, is they grab the pressure washer right away. And the problem with pressure washing graffiti, although it can remove graffiti, in many cases it does, the problem is it can leave what we call shadowing. And shadowing is what occurs when the pressure is too high and it actually digs into the substrate. So whether we're dealing with brick, concrete, uh, paint that's already present, uh, stone of some type, uh, you can actually damage the surface of the, uh, of, the, of, of the material, leaving what we call a shadowing. And when that occurs, it becomes very difficult and in some cases impossible to repair. So... Rule number one, if you have graffiti on the outside of your building, on a wall or wherever, don't go for the pressure washer right away. And I'm going to discuss that in a little bit more detail. But before we get into that, let's first talk about the types of graffiti. 
there are common types of graffiti. I mean, obviously anything that can mark can, can be graffiti, but the two most common types are going to be paint and markers. Uh, paint is readily available. Anybody can go to Home Depot, Walmart, or whatever, buy a cheap can of spray paint. And uh, <clears throat> the other one being markers, you know, your magic marker, if you will, uh, some of the other markers that, that are used a lot for, for graffiti. Um, I'm going to concentrate on removal of those two because those tend to be the most common, but there are other types of graffiti. I mean, obviously they can use chalk, which is fairly easy to, uh, to remove. I've seen rocks used to scrape into the surface. Now, if they're using something sharp, like a screwdriver or a rock, something sharp, and they're actually literally gouging into the surface, then that's a whole different issue. It's a condition we call scribing. And uh, that, that's very, very difficult to remove. I mean, there are techniques for, you know, helping to hide it and covering it. And if you want, we can talk about that. Just, you know, call in with that, with that question. So first thing I want to do is go over the rules. And I've already talked about some of these already, meaning not to pressure wash. But the first one is time. The quicker you can get to the graffiti, the better off you are, especially if you're dealing with an absorbent substance, you know, something like a brick or concrete and some limestone, uh, even granite and marble for that matter. Uh, the longer the graffiti stays on there, the deeper it's going to penetrate into the, into the, into the surface. So you want to get to it as quick as you possibly can. Um, Time is of the essence, and I can't I, I can't emphasize that enough. The second is temperature, and you know what is the atmospheric temperature? If you have uh, conditions like we do here in the South, uh, it's going to have a tendency to the, the graffiti, the standing material, the paint or marker, whatever. It's going to have a tendency to penetrate deeper uh, into the substrate than if it were in a colder client, for for example. Uh, abrasives. I already talked about pressure washing, but I've seen people reach for, you know, sandblasting. There's companies out there that will do sandblasting. Now, uh, without getting off track here, which I have a tendency to do a lot, there are other abrasive means other than sandblasting. There's walnut shells, uh, there's baking soda, all kinds of different types of blasting that is not detrimental to the stone. But in a lot of cases, this is only surface removal. So if the graffiti is on the surface, that's one thing. These methods may work, uh, but if the actual paint or marker or whatever has soaked into the substrate, you're not going to remove it with those methods. But, you know, you can try those first, other than the sandblasting, if you want to try some of the more gentle means uh, of abrasives. And then, obviously, you have your cleaners, and we're going to discuss that here in a little bit of detail. And I want to warn you, you don't want to run right away for just any chemical you can find and actually put it on there. And I've seen this. I had one case many years ago where a janitorial company uh, was trying to remove some paint, and they actually used a paint thinner. And what they ended up doing is actually causing the, the paint to penetrate deeper. Uh, in this case, it was a marble uh, marble facade. It actually penetrated deeper, and then we had a result of poulticing, and we're going we're gonna to get into that here in a few minutes. Uh, so you want to be really, really careful, and you want to approach removing graffiti with care. You want to approach it with a little bit of stone detective work, if I can use that, uh, that, that, that terminology, since I do the stone detective and the slippery rock gazette. So what you want to do is test, and you always want to test, even if you know what the graffiti is. I mean, you've seen it. Maybe you've seen it happening. You've seen someone, you know, spraying graffiti with a, a can of spray paint. 
uh, you say, okay, I'll just go ahead and use paint remover. You don't want to do that because there's many different types of paint. There's acrylic paints, there's water-based paints, there's solvent-based paints. It just depends on the type of paint. So what I want to give you right now is a test that I use to determine what type of, in this case, paint or marker that you're dealing with. And the first test is going to be the test for water-soluble paints or markers for that matter, but it's primarily going to be paint. And basically, what you basically want to use is no solvents. You want to take a spray bottle. You want to fill it with water, and preferably you want to use distilled or deionized water. And put a little bit of soap in there. Use a little bit of dish soap. A little bit of Dawn goes, goes a long way, you know, maybe a couple, oh, maybe about a teaspoon of Dawn and a quart-sized spray bottle. Spray it on the graffiti in a test area. Let it sit for a few minutes. Agitate it with a scrub brush. Do not use a metal wire brush. Use a soft, brittle scrub brush, you know, the typical scrub brush you can buy at the, the grocery store or home center, and see if you get any kind of removal. If it's water-based and you get to it quick enough, you may see some removal. If that's the case, you know you're dealing with a water-based uh, material. The second is your is your for your test for your solvents, and you guessed it, you're going to use a, a paint remover of some type. Now, there's all kinds of paint removers out there. There's all kinds of solvents anywhere from, you know, mineral spirits to NPK, uh, denatured alcohol, you name it. There's, there's a whole slew of different solvents, and each one of those solvents has its place depending on the type of paint or depending on the, the type of marker that we're dealing with. But what I would do initially is use mineral spirits. That's your typical paint thinner is mineral spirits. And what you want to do, again, take a small test area, test the area carefully, and see if the paint comes off. Now, I want you to be really careful here. You don't want to test the solvent first because in a lot of cases, the solvent test that I'm giving you here will also remove water-based paints, but you don't want to use the solvent on a water-based paint if you don't have to. It's, it's overkill, and what you can end up doing is penetrating the paint or the marker deeper uh, into the substrate. So you want to be careful. That's why it's real important to actually test for uh, water-based uh, paints and markers first before you go ahead and taste test for your solvent-based materials. So once you perform those two, those, those two tests, you have the water-based test, the solvent-based test, then basically what you want to do is make a decision as to, okay, what am I going to use? What works? So if it's water-based, you can Are you looking for quality greenstone working products? ESP sells many lines of fine quality, environmentally safe products. Stone Pro, MB Stone Care, Bondstone and Touchstone Adhesives, more Stone Care products, Easy Care products, and Better Bio, which is over 80% bio-based and approved by the USDA. For more info, visit ESPSales.net. That's ESPSales.net. Thank you, Tough Skin, one of our gold sponsors. Marble etches and stains, Tough Skin guarantees it will not. Tough Skin provides a unique product and installation service anywhere in the USA with a proprietary stone laminate products. They protect marble countertops with an acid, oil, and waterproof guarantee. That's right, it's now possible to install marble, onyx, and travertine countertops without the worry of etching and staining from common household items like wine, lemon, coffee, 
or other acidic foods. People have been trying to figure this out for thousands of years, and Tough Skin Surface Protection has done it. Available in gloss and satin to match the countertop finish. Visit them online at toughskinprotection.com. That's T-U-F-F skinprotection.com to learn more. 